Let's welcome on Below the Belt Show, actress extraordinaire that's uh, spent decades in Broadway, the big screen, the small screen, and of course, her voiceover work on Rugrats, Melanie <clears throat> Chartoff. Melanie, good to have you on Below the Belt Show. Thank you. I have done other things since then, but it's still nice to be remembered for those. Of course, absolutely. Well, I have to say that the uh, the defining work that I remember you for was you playing Grace Musso on Parker Lewis Can't Lose. That was so much fun. They made me these hot little suits, you know, mm -hmm. and the heels and the big hair. And yeah, always smoking in some scenes, smoking <laughs> ear. Yes, I and you it. did that. You did that something all the time. Yeah. Oh, uh, so uh, which other characters did you enjoy? <laughs> oh my gosh! Anybody but me. <laughs> Did you enjoy? It? Yeah, I mean the show was was great. I mean a three season run, right? And uh, and I think it, it, the show pushed the envelope compared to a lot of the other coming of age uh, shows. It seems. <laughs> and I was in I was in high school when it came out, and I actually wore those Parker Lewis shirts too. I remember being so excited when my mom bought me one. <laughs> I was in like ninth grade. Aww. <laughs> You're a real fan. I was. That's I was. why. I that's why. That that's why in. he had to be here, Melanie, for exactly. sure. Exactly. Oh, it's for you. It's all for you. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's <laughs> like there's like Probably silk patterns. Morgan's too young to remember anything I've ever done that was notarized. No, no, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> Morgan's like Melisandre. Yeah. <laughs> she, looks oh. she looks a lot younger. Than her. No, so how long have you had this show? Is this a well, pandemic born show? This, this is a pandemic um, um, show. We left the radio station and now we're doing our show virtually. And um, I got an email from your PR. And uh, I mean, let we, gosh, you have so much to talk about because you have a memoir. Well, it's actually a book of essays and stories, all okay. very, uh, all, all the stories represent a career of 50 years in theater and television and on 50 screen. 50 years, wow. 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 I talk awesome. about what I like to be um, on Broadway and in a mm -hmm. flop and um, backstage on, on television shows, what went on behind the scenes, really. And um, it's just another perspective. You know, actors, we're all dealing with identity and adapting ourselves to new shows all the time and right. playing with our hair and playing with our hair color and changing, you know, our identities all the time. So I think a lot of people will identify with that, having to be this way for one group and this way for another job, right. that way for somebody else and trying to find a husband at the same time, which I didn't get around to doing until very recently i read that at 65 you got married for the first time That's congratulations right. congratulations no it's pretty good i never so, knew be really good like this yes why has marriage eluded you uh, did you did you have a lot of fun before then is that why <laughs> marriage eluded you fun and i had some heartbreaks you know like oh, we all yeah and true. i was just an odd woman to fit you know i was just kind of um oblong i was very uh, complicated and i finally met somebody who's also odd so oh, our good oddness turned into evenness when we're together that's, and great. that's a good so analogy yeah when you, started in lockdown i thought Oh, we're not going to get along. This is going to be bad. But we're like Adam and Eve in Eden. I swear to God, we're so. <laughs> oh, that's good to hear. That's great. Good. Well, that's they wonderful. say that's a that's a good test of a new relationship is how you do in the pandemic. Yeah, I, it's an amazing test. But yeah. Uh, yeah, we're great. And he gave me like two prefab great kids. You know, no stretch marks, no 
labor. Right. I just got them fully made. They've, <laughs> yeah. problems. They've gotten all over their, their difficulties. Their real mother brought them up pretty well. So I oh, just okay. have easy stuff. But they're too big for my lap. So okay. now someone's asked me to be her daughter, her newborn daughter's god-grandmother. Aww. Now a god really nice. I'll be meeting the baby on Friday for the first time, so. Oh, very nice. Oh, that's, that's yeah. exciting. I know. Oh. Whole new role. So, so there's entire essays and stories based on what you just told us? Well, a lot of big turning points. Yeah. Uh, turning points in thinking. Um, a lot of stuff about being backstage at Fridays and what that was really like. You know, we make it really look good on screen, but the stress of that show. Right. It's like Saturday Night Live. It was, you know, right. 16-hour days, getting ready for it, having your sketch cut at the last minute, trying not to cry on screen. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, what was what was Andy Kaufman like? Well, you know, he and I had been friends for a while in New York before that. He was hard to be very close with for me, but we were buddies. He was like a really nice Jewish boy. Really? I mean, so yeah. he wasn't he wasn't like that kind of, you know, merry prankster behind the behind the, you know, when the camera wasn't on. Um, he was really nice. You know, we all hung out and um, he was sweet. He kept himself. He's very introverted, actually. Really? So was was man on the, like when you saw man on the moon, like, did that seem like really was that not a an accurate portrayal of him? Um, I don't think it was you know Jim always puts a little spin on it but I mean in terms of the appearance and the walk and the the voice spot on I mean he's an amazing impersonator in terms of the inner life I'm, I'm not quite sure he um he was a heavy meditator before any of us knew what it meant he would meditate mm-hmm. twice a day even when he was on taxi um wow it's really sweet like he would come to Fairfax High at night with me so I could run the track without getting you know kidnapped Oh, <laughs> and, uh, he took me from my first macrobiotic food here in Los Angeles many years ago. I mean, he was a nice guy. Of course, his bigger than life persona always like shocked me because when he did uh, Tony Orlando, or, no, not Tony Orlando. What was the name? Tony Clifton. Tony Clifton. Clifton. Thank you. <laughs> what a mess that was. Um, he could turn on the sexuality and charisma and power that you could not see coming from him. Mm. Wow. Yeah. I'd like I'd like to know how it was working with Gary Busey in uh Plato's Run. I actually got a chance to uh check that out on Tubi TV today. (laughs) Oh yeah, yeah. Well um he is tough to work with. First of all, he was very fussy that his trailer had to be bigger than mine and everything. Really? What? Wow. Ficus. He had to have a ficus tree in his trailer. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and I had all these lines. I was playing a muckraking journalist, and I had all these lines with him, and yeah. they were funny lines. And yeah, said, no, I loved your, I loved your role in it. He said, uh, let's improvise the scene. You're an improvisationalist. I said, yes, of course. And we improvised the scene, and he took all the funny lines. So what could I do? Uh, <clears throat> He's a very uh, good, an extraordinarily good actor. And he, he also had a had a bad head head injury when he fell off his motorcycle, I think, in the 80s. Um, but very good actor. And he should really play Trump. I really think he should. <laughs> <laughs> I could. I hadn't. I had Although I like Alex of that, Baldwin's. but I could totally see that now. Now that you mention it. Oh, I my do gosh, like Alex Baldwin's like perfect. A, uh, version, but uh, I have to, <laughs> that's an interesting take on it. That's for sure. Yeah. It, 
If they were to um, reboot uh, Parker Lewis Can't Lose, would you be on board for that? Because a lot of the shows have been rebooting, like Saved by the Bell, you know, all these great 90s shows. 90210 got the reboot um, just on Fox just last year, right? Um, yeah. So all shows have been, uh, from the 90s, have been uh, having a new resurgence, it seems. Well, I would love to do a reunion film if the guys were into it. I, I yeah. would love to. Of course, Miss Musso would be a lot older and a little more practical. Crotchety, crotchety. I'm sorry, I can't. Michael, can you help me with a word again? <laughs> I think it's crotchety. Crotchety. Crotchety, yeah. Yeah, more grouchy. Well, well, that could, I could totally, you know, I could totally see the Miss Musso character kind of, uh, kind of going in that direction where, you know, she's probably not going to mellow out with age. She's going to become more of a curmudgeon. Probably. Yes, yes, very good. Especially, you know, when when I'm Parker sorry. is. Constantly undermining her. <laughs> it was so much fun, though. I think it was one of my favorite jobs because um, the kids were so great. They were so mm -hmm. much fun. And even though the hours were really tough, and it was sort of like shooting a special effects war movie or a sci-fi movie mm -hmm. because we had explosives and effects in yeah. every scene. But they mm -hmm. made it so much fun. Our producer, Clyde Phillips, was just a doll to work for. And, you know, if the health, if there's a healthy person at the top, the father figure, the whole show just feels like a happy family. Right. If you got a great right. person at the helm, it can really ruin a job for, for everyone. Mm -hmm. Right. So moving on to uh, Rugrats. Um, so I'm reading here, Rugrats will get a revival. Yes. Uh, will premiere in January 2021. You're reprising your role as Dee Dee. I don't think I'm. I'm not sure about that yet. It's not oh, set, but I can't say. That I'm sure. No. Um, okay. It's going to be very different. I think the parents will be involved a lot less. Um, ah, I see. And, uh, you know, Stu uh, Stu Pickles is gone. He's not available anymore. He's gone That's from, sad. which is very sad. And Grandpa, one of the grandpas is gone. So um, I'm not quite sure what'll happen. I know that one of the characters is a lesbian now. Okay. And really? The show will focus more on the babies uh, than the adult situations. And uh, they'll have more ethnic ethnic uh, young babies. So, so they're going woke, as they say. The, the whole, that term. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> 2020. It's 2020, right? Yeah, but some uh, some of the people are definitely doing it again. I just haven't uh, we haven't worked that out. I'm not sure I'll be doing it. But uh, Angelica, oh, is played by Cheryl Chase, will still be mm. played by Cheryl Chase, and the the babies will a lot of the babies will still be there. E.G. Daly uh, will still be on, and um, Cat Susie will still be on, and we'll just see about the rest. We just don't know what it'll look like. Okay, well, I think it's. I think it's great that it's getting a revival because, I mean, you guys had a long run in the, the 90s and early 2000s. You've had all these spinoffs and movies, and you've been a part of every single um, iteration of, of Rugrats, haven't you? Yeah, I, we did the movies. I have action yeah. figures. I have action figures. I, we did games. Wow. I did commercial. I just have to share this with you. Um, they wanted us to do a GM commercial as the characters. It was a cartoon commercial. And I had three lines, and I worked a half hour, and I made $25,000. Holy smokies. That's awesome. Wow. I said, okay, we got it. And I said, are you sure? Is there anything else you'd like me to do? I could sing. I could. And then they said, no, we got it. And I felt, like, guilty about that. I, <laughs> I, gave, I gave a lot of I donated a lot of it, but it was really a nice 
Oh my god, that's amazing! Wow, now we know it's like to be a star in in the yeah. uh, the voiceover world. Mm-hmm. Cartoon star too. I mean, I wasn't even really on camera. I, I know it's amazing. You don't have to get your hair done. You don't have to wear a bra. Yeah. You can wear sweats. You know, yeah. look like yeah, exactly. Kind of like I am now. You know, just roll out of bed <laughs> and, and get get to the sound booth. Right. You know, right. <laughs> so it's like it's like during it's the awesome. pandemic we're all auditioning for voiceover work yeah. at all times i know and we're all writing books too i mean they're exactly just, mine doesn't come out till groundhog day i'm doing a tie-in with a uh, huskatani phil or whatever his name is <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean it's really forgotten because now that the the weather is so different you know climate change has really affected when winter mm-hmm. comes and goes so right. poor, poor phil you know he's just not yeah. getting much attention this year uh, my, my wife actually grew up in pennsylvania and she was shocked when she uh when she moved away and discovered that people outside of pennsylvania knew what groundhog day was <laughs> that was really? before before the movie that was before that was right before the movie came out oh. and uh and like uh she was she just thought it was like a local thing like where she grew up when she was a kid and yeah so that's my awesome. grandma's day story. Nice. <laughs> but Melanie, you, you've also done recently um, another voiceover project, OK, KO, Let's Be Heroes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, they cast me in a role named Miss Charisma, uh, who teaches charisma. And that's what I do. I have a side business where I work with clients on Skype and Zoom on making their persona more stellar. So oh, I said, did you nice. know? That's awesome. Charisma. And the producer said, no, we just liked you and Parker Lewis. So that's why we hired you. Wow. I mean, how can you make all of us more charismatic? We're already off the charts with our charisma. Uh, <laughs> I'm teasing. But... Very, very nice people. Thank you. <laughs> I was, um, you know, I was thinking the other day doing OKKO OK was so different than doing the cartoon Rugrats. First of all, right. it was about 10 years later. Because when we did Rugrats, we would do the the dialogue, and then they would draw to our faces. They would make it look yeah. like our faces. Oh, so you're, the mouths were moving with the, they with would the dialogue. Have, they would watch us, they would make sketches of us, and then they would match the picture. They would draw the picture, and these are people in Korea who didn't even speak English. They would draw the picture to match the intonations and the faces. Mm-hmm. But on OKKO, which is maybe how Cartoon Network does all its shows, <laughs> The drawings are all done. The, every, the, everything is drawn. The whole film is made, and we fit into the behavior and the the voice. We fit in the voice to the picture. Does that does that become really strange? Like, do you have to like kind of time the way you're you're reading the lines based on what you see with the with the with the with the lip movement and everything? Yes, Michael. It is harder, and I, and you know the people added who who had done it before are really good. It took me a little while to get the hang of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to read the entire script, which is all storyboards. Do you know what that is? Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah little pictures of of every scene and yep. see what I was doing, whether I was exploding in one line and, or whether I was you know uh, being loving in one line. I mean, I had to match my face to the the, the character. So it's like wow. you're always learning new stuff in this business. Huh. You know? I love it. So your bio calls you a, a late bloomer in the uh, in the entertainment industry. Is that, is that an accurate statement? I'm a late, late 
bloomer in the love industry. Oh, the love industry. Okay. <laughs> that's that's where the married for the first time at 65 comes from. Okay. Because you've been, I mean, I'm first of all, all these great television shows that you've worked yeah. on. My you God. Were, you were George Costanza's girlfriend for an episode. Yes. Seinfeld. So it was actually, I was on the final Seinfeld. Yeah, it was a yes. great, great feeling. Oh, wait. Yeah. Which episode? Funny girlfriends. What, Morgan? Which I like. I love Seinfeld. Which episodes? Well, I wasn't one of the funny girlfriends. I was one of the straight girlfriends. And this is the one where yeah. I'm having a birthday party for my child, and there's a hamburger catches fire in the kitchen. Yes, and George pushes everyone out, <laughs> and Thanks. you say, "You, I saw you push the women and children." <laughs> yes. I, like, I love Seinfeld. That's so awesome. I that didn't is know awesome. that. I that know. Is... And on the final Seinfeld, I, I was a character witness against him. Yes. <laughs> oh, awesome. Yeah, so great. Everybody who had ever been on, you know, from the soup Nazi to the librarian. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. Final episode, they, they gave character witnesses against how terrible they all were. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> So it was great to be part of that too, and I was on the Newhart yeah. show, which was maybe before your time, Morgan. Again, I'm thinking you're. 12. Is that the is that the Daryl, Daryl, and Daryl show? Yes, yeah, right. Yeah, I, I do it. remember yeah. that. Doctor Mary Kaiser, I'm looking at your IMDb. Yeah, right, I got to be everybody's therapist. You know, Peter Scolari, yeah. uh, uh, Bob Newhart, Mary. What was her name? Carr, Mary Carr. She was beautiful. And I was Tom Poston's therapist. And, you know, they were all crazy. And the wonderful thing, about, I'll just say this one thing. I know you weren't big Newhart fans, but the, um, the, my, one of my last episodes was the episode where um, a patient, Jack Riley, who later played my husband on Rugrats, sees Bob Newhart in my lobby and right. says, what are you staring at? And I say, oh, you have to excuse Mr. Newhart. Please excuse my patient. He was very screwed up by some shrink in Chicago, <laughs> which was Newhart's <laughs> first show. You don't get it. It's, it, it it's, no, actually, I do. I do get the reference you're saying, because in his first show, he played a psychiatrist. Right. right. So I'm saying I'm trying to undo the terrible work done to him in Chicago. And then later <laughs> on, as the show came to a close, a couple of episodes later, it turned out he woke up from a dream and he was still in bed with Suzanne Flechette from the Ocean. Yeah, that's like that's like a classic and infamous. I mean, it's like, uh, yeah, that's a really well-remembered um, one of the most famous endings for a TV show. Oh, well, yeah. I do remember that, yeah. It was pretty brilliant, you know. And uh-huh. that, that the whole Naya sitcom for four or five years had just been a nightmare, so. Lots wow. of sitcoms on your uh, IMDb. Married with Children, you played Laurie Diamond. How was your experience on that set? I mean, working with Katie Siegel and Ed well, O'Neill, of course. I mean, my well, gosh. It was fantastic. I was the lawyer for a guy that had broken into Al's house, their house, and he was suing Al for hitting him and breaking his jaw or something. Oh, yes, yes. We sued Al and we won. Partly sleeping with the judge, apparently. Oh, wow. (laughs) Weird Science, Uh, you played Marsha Donnelly for five episodes. That had a nice little... Two-year run of a series, um, obviously, um, you know, a series, a sequel series for the uh, the famous movies from the 80s. But how did you enjoy your experience on that show? It was fun, except that at a certain point I said, I'm not going to say these words anymore, like Hooters and 
they put a lot of words in Marsha's mouth that she wouldn't say because she <laughs> was a lechy boy. So um, they were always trying to get shock value out of me because I was playing it so prim and proper. And they always wanted to make me like, you know, one of the guys. But I, I resisted. <laughs> but they kept hiring me anyway. So it was it was really fun. What can I say? I've had some really lucky breaks. Yes. These are all have had I will have a good time. I did yes. a, I did a pilot year ago, year and a half ago. Really funny pilot. We shot it in Florida about a um a shrink and he's trying to steal the the Miami Steelers, is it? What's Miami the name? Miami Steelers or the Miami Dolphins? Dolphins is yeah. the NFL team. Yeah, the Miami Dolphins are all involved with some guru. And so my okay. son is a therapist just trying to seduce them into regular, like, therapy. Uh, okay. I just married a man who's the same age as my son, and they're fighting over my estate. So anyway, it was really fun. I don't know what will happen. I think they were going to shoot during this pandemic, but now I don't know what will happen. Aww. So what about Broadway? Um, so par- apparently the doors are closed for Broadway until – I guess summer now of 2021. If, if previously it was May, now it looks like it's June or July of 2021. It's such a sad state of affairs for for Broadway and all the actors involved. You're, in you're in New York. I can see like all the uh, the water towers and stuff. Where are <laughs> yeah, this is actually a great backdrop. But we're actually hunkered down in uh, Maryland right now. Oh, um, yes. Between Maryland and DC, we're we're a Maryland DC based show. Oh, are you yes. guys are you guys all actors? I am. I'm, I'm not an actor. I'm just a, uh, I guess, an enthusiast. <laughs> Morgan is a dancer extraordinaire and also, yeah. and she has dabbled in acting as well. She's she's done a great web series called oh. Clown Under the Bed. You can catch on YouTube. Oh, you'll have to send me the link. It's brilliant. It's yes. brilliant. I like to see what people are doing now. It's a whole new world. Oh, thank you. It's yes. a whole new world. What do you do do? When you're not watching television. Being a comic book aficionado, right? <laughs> he, re- he really should have a blog or a book. I mean, he is a vast wealth of knowledge. Of knowledge. Like, that is, he that really is, that is. funny that you say that because he I, really I was should. looking, really looking through your IMDb history. I mean, my, my day job is a, I am a... Uh, well, you don't have to say that on the show. Okay. Yeah, you don't have to talk about that. Okay, I, 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 I won't. It's, it's oh, very my. corporate. <laughs> it's very corporate oh. and not terribly exciting. But it's, uh, but I, I will say that, you know, in tying in with the theme of a lot of our, uh, of our podcast, you're actually a part of the DC Extended Universe because you were on an episode of Wonder Woman. <laughs> in like back in the uh, back in the in the, in oh, the 70s. cool with Linda Carter yeah yeah <laughs> that was one of the first things I came out from New York to do and I got to work with um oh a lot of wonderful people like this man from Laughing who was hilarious he kidnapped mm-hmm. me you know and and I was supposed to be frightened and horrified but I was so excited yeah. that I was with him <laughs> it was hard <laughs> to like feel terrible about it they'd flown me out I was staying in a first class hotel and here I was to be upset and terrified so it was a struggle not to be happy the whole shoot <laughs> and I had Rick, Rick Springfield played my my boyfriend on that episode wow. Rick Springfield. Oh, wow wow that's cute. That is amazing trivia because my friend Brigetta played Rick Springfield's muse in an episode of Californication uh, where Rick, Rick played himself. 
Um, so, uh, yes, that, that's an interesting tie in there. <laughs> now I need to bring that up. That's pretty cool. <laughs> How cool is that? So, yeah. So, so your memoir, um, Feb- uh, Odd Woman Out. Odd Woman Out. Yes. Where can we get it and when? Oh, it, it's out on Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day. Yes. Of yes 20, it's, it's available for pre-sale now and Kindle, Audible. I did the narration myself. And the book oh, will be awesome. uh, available for pre-sale soon. And your, my audience is Morgan, like young, younger women who are still, you know, finding. Yeah, their- I, I need that. I it's need very that. funny, <laughs> hilarious, and it's yeah, hard. I know. And it's hopeful. It's really hopeful. Um, I met my husband online, and uh, you know, it was pretty amazing uh, how all those words and descriptions really did match us up. So. Honor yeah. Honor are, you, are you able to say which um which app you used to match.com i don't know if nice. it's this one anymore but it had the most there you go. yeah there you go shout out to match.com for for you finding your soulmate yeah. Melanie. that's pretty that's awesome, awesome. That is... very lucky and happy and he's a shrink which really comes in handy at times that's... i love that's hearing great. that I yeah. love hearing that. So, yes, so, so all our listeners out there uh, who are unlucky in love or might not have found love yet and doubting whether your soulmate is out there, uh, check out your memoir, Odd Woman Out, um, to be released on Groundhog Day. And yeah. uh, that is so cool, Melanie. Wow, we really thank you, uh, Melanie, for being a part of Below the Belt show. Is there any other yeah, film and television you. projects that we should look out for? Oh, but I, I know a lot. I know a lot of people haven't been on set because of the pandemic starting things mm-hmm. start to pick up. But anything, yeah. anything I mean, else you want to throw out to us? Plays, unfortunately, that haven't been recorded, but hilarious plays by this man, okay. Eugene Pack. And there's wonderful, wonderful actors, all of whom are not doing anything right now. So we're all very right. available to Zoom and do roles in this, these plays. Oh, okay, cool. So is that is that do you find yourself doing more theater these days than um, more than anything else, at least pre-pandemic? Well, um, I'm missing the theater. I think we all miss going. Yeah. I, I uh, miss Broadway I, so much. Same. Mm-hmm. I, so I see a Broadway show once a month, typically. Uh, really? Pre, pre-pandemic. Yeah, I'm in New York a lot for auditionings and, and events and stuff. So, oh, yeah. I'm a theater lover. I'm, I hope we'll have something to love soon, but I just, me too, me too. Michael, I just do whatever great parts get offered to me in whatever good projects with smart people I can get a hold of. Okay. And I feel I love lucky. It. I've been in a lot of successful things. Mm-hmm. Um, I did do a lot of pilots that didn't go, but for the most part, my shows have run. So I was lucky, you know, I got very lucky. And meantime, I teach uh, charisma and acting uh, online, one-on-one. Mm-hmm. Sweet. The world. I'm working with two women in Australia right now who are uh, low on the totem pole in a male patriarchal culture, and they want to get promoted mm-hmm. to really good jobs. So I coach with them every couple weeks when we work on. I have them read the great commencement speeches of the great ladies. Um, and have oh wow! How can we find out more about your acting coaching? Uh, well, just go to charismatizing.com. Charismatizing okay. with an S. Charisma, T-I-C-I-N-G. Okay. I've coached politicians and journalists and therapists, a lot of therapists. Oh, that's awesome, yeah. So who who needs more coaching, Donald Trump or Joe Biden? Uh, well, I, in my opinion, 
um, I think Trump needs to be suppressed. <laughs> he's, too, he's too extroverted. Right. <laughs> it's yes. It's not a suppress. Mystery. Suppress may be a euphemism. He never. <laughs> he's never touched by anybody. You know. Yeah. Right. Tef, Teflon for being touched. Yeah. Yeah. No, I can mm-hmm. see that. Yeah. He just says whatever. Whatever comes to me doesn't unfiltered, think unfiltered yeah, notes. Out. Very. I hear you. I yes. know. Well, my vote's <laughs> in. So he he could uh, he could definitely benefit for from your coaching, Melanie. That's for sure. Listen, I don't think he'd listen. <laughs> Let's face it. You know. Awesome. Melody, you're amazing. Thank oh, you so much. Thank you. Thank you. A great is, talent. Thank a you so treat. much. Yeah. Great to have you. You all are happy and safe in your lives. Take care. Wear masks. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's sure. take a nice. Thank you. Like to take a nice little snapshot of us. Oh. Sure. I aren't just ready for your smiles. Ready in three, two. Nice. Yay. Thank you. And that's Melanie, better, that's better oh, than I look the last happy. Snapshot. <laughs> my, my yes. Hair, my and Melanie, as we always end the show, if you could uh, cut a little promo, let us know who you are, uh, throw out some of your claims to fame, and let us know you're on Below the Belt show. Hi, I'm Melanie Chartoff, and I'm joining these wonderful people on Below the Belt. And I have been in the Rugrats series and the Parker Lewis series and the Seinfeld series and the Newhart series. And I have a book coming out on Groundhog Day called Odd Woman Out. I hope you'll read it. You'll learn a lot. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Thank, Thank you. you, Melanie. All right. You're wonderful. Thank Thanks you so much. Morgan, okay? I will. I will. And Thank Al, why don't you send me your, your reel? I would love that. I'm going to check you out on your uh, website and send you an email. Okay. Me too. All right. Thank might you. I might, might need you for my next big audition. Um, <laughs> um, you know, I can do 15-minute coaching to get you in the frame. Yes, you know, I love that. Awesome. Amazing. Hey, I love thank that you. Could be, that could be what puts you over, Al. Yes, thank you. It's those last minutes of not thinking about anything but the story. Yes. Forget about the stakes. Forget about who's looking at you. Just it's all about the story and making the other person you're you're imagining mm-hmm. more important than you are. I love it. I love it. That's, That's great. Great, great advice. No, yeah. I love it. Just okay. a little tip of the iceberg. Just a little taste. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank Bye. you. Thank you. Bye. Bye.